Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, oh, so excited to be in the monorail back again, you know? Yeah. You know, we are kind of like Walt Disney was on a train when he created Mickey Mouse, so we're kind of in the same situation yeah. right now. Yeah, we should make it. We should make a uh, mascot for us. Um, how about an uh, eagle as our mascot? Okay. Larry. Larry the, Larry eagle? the eagle. Larry. Yes. Larry the eagle. Yes. He's going to be iconic. But not Eugene. But there's kind of an eagle already, right? For the Muppets. Eddie. Sand the eagle. That does, doesn't matter. We can do our own eagle. He literally is bald. Welcome to episode 50 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your Mouseketeers, Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. So today we will be giving the his on Mickey Mouse. So hey guys, this is a, as a reminder, uh, you know, because of the whole COVID virus, we actually have been recording out of the studio. We've been re uh, recording remotely. Um, so this, this episode and I was like, what, the last like five episodes we've been doing remotely. So if the audio is a little bit off, uh, you talking know, we, over each other, talking over each other, you know, we are not in the same place. And two of the three people have decent internet connections and the other one is quite crappy. Yeah. And now what? And now hey, watch that. this. Alex, say hi. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> no, that was not that bad, actually. <laughs> no, that time it was only like a... Oh. <laughs> The stupid internet. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think about Mickey Mouse, uh, Adam? He's definitely iconic. Um, you probably can't go anywhere around the world without someone knowing who Mickey is. Uh, he hasn't had as much a change as we went over uh, Goofy or... Um, I forget the original name, but uh, Goofy like had major transformations where Mickey has basically stayed pretty much the same over the years. Yeah, he has. Uh, he, he has some. He has had some changes, though. Even this recently, he has had some changes, right, with the new cartoons. Changes, but not as dramatic. Because yeah. Goofy, I mean, he has some pretty dramatic ch changes. You're right. How about you, Alex? Uh, I mean, Mickey represents the Disney household. It's like their symbol on their shield for the Disney uh, Enterprise, and that is world renowned. So, so is Mickey, and it's. I, I see Mickey as the front runner, but then Donald and Goofy are right behind him. I mean, he's not that much further than they are, I feel, to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point during the history, uh, when we kind of talk about Donald and Goofy coming into like Mickey's, you know, he, he start, they start showing up more and more during his cartoons. And um, there's some things I kind of want to mm -hmm. talk about with that. I mean, because not everyone... You know, everyone likes Mickey, but Mickey's not—he's he, not everyone's favorite character. But I guess I, I kind of want to talk more about that later right. on. Yeah, he's probably the most iconic brand ambassador, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. I mean, and I'm thinking about it, and it's funny because in my head right now, there are two of the biggest world brand ambassadors, and they're both cartoons: Mickey and Mario. Oh yeah. Well, not only that, what do you think about Michael yeah. Jordan? Not everyone can look at him and know 
Well, I mean, for, why would you... Nike, maybe. Well, how about the Air Jordan symbol? But not as icon. You couldn't go all around the world and show that symbol of him dunking and everyone know, oh, that's Jordan. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, I was going to get into this a little bit later, but I, I was actually watching some type of... There's some history on this. and some doc, There's like a documentary I was watching, and they were talking about which like logos or is known throughout the world. And Jordan was one of them. Mickey Mouse, of course, was one of them. Mm Coca-Cola was one of them. So, yeah. But we'll talk more about that, I guess, when we get into the history. Because there's some really cool history. I mean, this is how it all started. I mean, there's that one saying that, what, it all started with a mouse, right? Yeah. So uh, this is how everything all started. And what Mm -hmm. better character, what better episode to do Mickey Mouse on our 50th episode, which is a big episode for this his podcast right did it all start with a mouse or did it start with a bunny rabbit that he was frustrated got stolen from him <laughs> well i mean if it wasn't if that didn't happen would we have a mickey mouse would we have a disney world right exactly if the bunny didn't happen see it all started with a rabbit on that note let's get to the his on mickey mouse part one Mickey Mouse doesn't need much of an introduction, especially to anyone who is listening to a Disney-themed podcast. But for our 50th episode, we decided to tell the history of the most famous mouse on the planet. I know, I know we kind of talked about it, but, you know, how... So we kind of touched mm-hmm. up on this a little while ago. Uh, how much of the world's population would you say... A little while ago. That was literally 30 <laughs> seconds ago. 30 seconds ago. ago. Well, how much... Well, we talked about, you know, how much of the world's population do you think recon- would, would recognize Mickey Mouse? 90 percent 90 percent okay how about you alex yeah that's a pretty good number i think 90 is a good number maybe 85 but i mean when your symbol doesn't have to incorporate facial features at all and it's still known to be you that's pretty dominant you can just do the silhouette yeah yep exactly like a hidden mickey a little more you have the tail and (laughs) but yeah the hidden mickey i mean that's really easy yep Mickey Mouse started his ascent into stardom on November 18, 1928, in the animated black-and-white short film Steamboat Willie, which premiered at the Colony Theater in New York City. Along with the Mickey character came the first animated film to be accompanied by synchronized sound. As soon as people heard that whistling tune, they became hooked. Fast forward 92 years later, and Mickey Mouse is arguably the most iconic image on the planet. So let's talk about Steamboat Willie, okay? Let's talk about the Lego set. No, can I we go back to how he's the most iconic image on the planet? We haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> we talked about it, what, uh, a couple minutes ago? <laughs> yeah. Like, like 30 minutes ago? ago? Wasn't that the last episode we talked about it or no? Yeah, I think, I think so. Huh. All these run together. That's forever in podcast time. <laughs> so, on podcast time? So, you know, Steamboat Willie, <laughs> uh, the Lego set. I went to Legoland, which is, I know Legoland's not a Disney theme park, but... And at mm-hmm. in the Lego store at Legoland, the spotlight in the front of the store was the Steamboat Willie set. And super cool set. Go ahead, Adam. Well, even though that they have their own theme park, there is a Lego play area and a place where you can buy Legos at Disney Springs. There is, yes. And it's super cool. Uh, they have a nice Especially big drag. The, yeah, the dragon with the Maleficent. That's yeah, really they have, cool. They have the dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also, and there's like a big Hulk, which I love going there and taking pictures of because Hulk's my favorite character. Toy and Story. I'm not, 
Yep, Toy Story. I'm not sure. Do you notice that they changed some of the things out, the Lego sets? Like, I think one time they had on, on, on Elsa. I think they are there right now. But I think it used to be something else there before. I don't remember seeing Anna and Elsa. I mean, I know the dragon has been there since the day that uh, Lego's, uh, the stores got put there, the dragon in the water. Yep. And, I mean, people are always stopping there to take pictures. So, um, but recently, Chris, he put together the Steamboat Willie set. And I know we mentioned in the podcast before that Samantha. Chris, uh, Patreon. Yep, Chris, our Patreon. And then Samantha from Semantics podcast, um, she... She put together the Steamboat mm-hmm. Willie set too. I didn't. I don't remember seeing it in action, seeing it all move. Because Chris posted a video of it moving, and it's mm-hmm. super cool, right? Yeah, um, uh, which would probably make it harder to build, knowing yep. you had the mechanics on the inside. Yeah, and then also that would be difficult. Yep, and also over at Epcot. So you know, you guys been to the Pixar movie show over at Epcot, right? Yeah, oh, I have. I doubt Alex has. Yeah, he goes there to yeah, cool no. off or whatever. But uh, when you go to that show, they have like the black. There's one of the so there's like a Pixar movie show at Epcot. It's over by is it um, Figment? Yeah, the Imagination Station. Yep. And then there's like a show, and they kind of touch up on that black and white era of like Steamboat Willie, like Mickey, right? Yeah. And it's and it's super cool. My favorite part of the whole thing is how it goes from like black and white, and then they break out of the screen and it goes into color. So it's like you get you get that feeling of old school Mickey Mouse, and then it breaks into like the new school Mickey Mouse kind of in a way. And I love that. It's one of my favorite shows to go to. My wife and my son they don't like going to that, but I can go there and watch that every time. I love it. Hopefully, when they change out the movies that are in that theater, they do not change the that Mickey part and they leave that in. Yeah, I hope they don't change it either. I agree with you. Uh, I'm, but I'm hoping they do because I do like watching those shorts, and I hope they but- do change it out. Unfortunately, though, for us is the shorts that are probably going to be played there, we're going to see on Disney Plus anyways. Yeah, that's true. Right. Where right now they had Piper, the little bird on the beach, and they had the dog that kept you know, eating one. the food. I think those um, are on Disney Plus right now, Adam, right? They are. That's my point yeah. is yeah. you know, before yeah. it was you either had to buy the, the Pixar collection or you could go there, but now everything's going on Disney Plus. Yep, you're right. So that saves Alex a trip for Epcot. In 1927, Walt Disney Oob Lorks created Oswald the Lucky Rabbit for Universal Studios under Winkler Pictures, an anthropomorphic cartoon rabbit. Oswald had a round white face and a big button nose. He had floppy black ears and is depicted most of the time smiling. While creating the shorts that would make Oswald famous, Walt wanted to make sure Oswald portrayed a peppy, alert, and adventuresome personality through the animation. Oswald became a hit, and as the character became famous, Walt decided in 1928 that he had earned a raise. Upon asking for the raise from Charles Mintz, Mr. Mintz informed Disney that he had no leverage because Universal owned the rights to Oswald. Disney was then offered a salary decrease, but turned the mockery of an offer down. Upon turning down the contract, Disney found out Mintz had hired almost all of Disney's animators for Wrinkler Pictures. Disney had to produce a few more Oswald cartoons that he contractually owed to Mintz. During that time, Walt asked Oob to start drawing up new character ideas. Lork sketched various animals such as dogs, cats, a female cow, and a male horse, but none appealed to Disney. The female cow and male horse would end up becoming Clarabelle Cow and Horse Horse Collar. 
During a train ride, Walt sketched out a mouse character and later would brainstorm with Oob on the character design. Oob filled a piece of paper with some sketches. One had a long, thin snout which looked more like a rat. Others were dressed in a shirt and necktie. He drew a female mouse with dramatic eyelashes and a skirt. In blue pencil, Oob circled a crude version of Mickey with a familiar silhouette and a pair of two-button shorts. Walt and Oob named their new character Mortimer. But as the story goes, Walt's wife Lillian convinced Walt to change it, and they ended up changing it to Mickey. In the words of one Disney employee, Oob designed Mickey's physical appearance, but Walt gave him his soul. So with uh, the two that you mentioned, Clarabelle, Cal, and Horse horse Collar, uh, they can actually be seen in the Pixar uh, short that me and Joe just mentioned. Yes, they sure can. Have you seen that, Alex? Have you seen that Pixar show? No, I don't think so. I would be interested in watching that. I like those things. It's a nice small uh, theater that you can go relax. And um, the, I'm trying to remember, did the seats move? I think they do, they, right? They do move a little bit. They kind of go up and then at the very end, like move down or something like that. I think that's one of the reasons why my son doesn't like it. Uh, so he probably doesn't like Bugs Life either, huh? No. <laughs> do you remember we talked about that one before? It's like a freaking nightmare in there. Yeah. 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 Because Con- yeah, I said Connor didn't like it either. <laughs> yeah. We were like, oh, should we bring. Should we bring Nick in there? And then we were like, ah, oh, maybe not. And then we went in, and then all the spiders and stuff started coming down from the ceiling, and every kid in there was, like, screaming. I was like, oh, it's probably a good idea. We didn't bring him in. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of messed up that, you know, you have this great idea of a character, and you're like, oh, you know, they should be proud of me. They're going to give me a raise, and I'll do more work for them. And instead, they <laughs> say, uh, no, we own it. Oh, man, that's messed up. That's totally messed up. Not only do they do that, but they offer you a decrease in pay. Like, that is so right. messed up. They're like, yeah, we don't, we, we're going to go ahead and take this character. Not only are we going to take this character, yeah, we're going to go ahead and, like, punch you in the face and kick you when you're down and say, we're going to go ahead and offer you less money. So, can you imagine Mickey as a rabbit? Like, imagine how it is right now, right? We got Mickey Mouse. Can you imagine it as Mickey as a rabbit now? Yeah, but we wouldn't have known any different. That's true. Paradox. That's that's true. Maybe like in a different universe, there is yeah. a Disney World and oh, what is what does Marvel call it? M- multiverse. And it, yeah, it, yeah, in the multiverse, uh, Oswald's got his own uh, <laughs> theme park. <laughs> yep, and like maybe like DC is with uh, they they've um, partnered, partnered with, with Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, it's really cool. A couple of years ago on Netflix, before Disney Plus was around, there was a Net- Disney Netflix documentary, and mm-hmm. it was really cool. And they, of course, they talked about everything that we're talking about right now. Uh, but it uh, it was kind of cool to see a visual cause, to kind of go along with everything. Because, I mean, that rabbit kind of looks goofy looking, right? Right. He kind of looks like Goofy, doesn't he? Doesn't he have, like, the long ears? Yeah, he's got long ears, but... He has long ears, but he doesn't look like a goofy. goofy. Yeah. I mean, there are long-eared dogs, and you know, rabbits have long ears. That's the only uh, similarity probably you can find. Lorks would animate Mickey's first short, Playing Crazy, all on his own, producing 700 illustrations a day. Playing Crazy aired on May 15, 1928, but failed to impress audiences. The second Mickey short, Gallopin' Gaucho, also did not get picked up for theaters. Gallopin' Gaucho marked a change in Mickey. He starts the short drawn like he was in Plain Crazy. Big eyes with big pupils, no shoes, and a long pointier nose. Halfway through, some may argue as a point when Mickey became less of a troublemaker and more of a hero, he was given his iconic shoes and his eyes were made much smaller and were now simply black ovals. 
Walt got inspired by the 1927 sensation The Jazz Singer, the first feature-length motion picture with a synchronized recorded music score, and decided to use synchronized sound on the third Mickey short, Steamboat Willie. After animating Steamboat Willie, Walt signed a contract with the former executive of Universal Pictures, Pat Powers, to use the Powers Cinephone recording system. Cinephone became the new distributor for Disney's early sound cartoons. The short was screened for Walt on a bedsheet hung on the wall inside Disney Studios, and Walt proclaimed, and Walt pro- proclaimed, and Walt proclaimed, "This is it. We've got it." Steamboat Willie premiered on November 18, 1928, in New York's Colony Theater. It became so popular it ended up playing before and after the feature film. Walt received $1,000 for a two-week run, the highest sum ever paid for a cartoon on Broadway at the time. Other cartoon studios were still producing silent products and were not able to compete with Disney Studios. In 1929, Disney Studios re-released Playing Crazy and Gallopin' Gaucho with sound assuring Mickey Mouse's dominance in the cartoon industry. Later in 1929, Disney released 12 more Mickey shorts. In March of 1929, the short Opry House was released and this was the first time Mickey's hands were changed from being black to having white gloves. The change was made so it was easier to draw the hands over the body, allowing animators to draw more quickly. Carnival Kid was released in July 1929, and this marks when Mickey's eyes changed from solid black to black with a little pie cutout, known as Pie-Eyed Mickey, and he was given eyebrows. Carnival Kid is also the first time you hear Mickey talk. He hollers hot dogs as a vendor voiced by Walt, who would voice Mickey until 1946. Within a year, Mickey Mouse became a national hit, but that is when the real genius of Walt Disney began to emerge. Walt put together a merchandise line and created the Mickey Mouse Club, a fan club for children. It wasn't so much about Mickey the character, but the technology behind it, I think. So my, my, I got a, a good friend of mine, you know, he, uh, he works for Disney, right? I'm not going to say what he does or anything like that. But we were just talking about it earlier. And this guy is my buddy who we've been friends forever. He's pretty much the guy who got me into Disney like 20-something years ago. Um, he's the history king. So he, I, I told him that was the Mickey, Mickey episode. And he was just pretty much everything that you're reading, he knows by heart. And we were talking about it. And do you think it was Mickey the character or was it the technology behind Mickey that made Mickey and Disney who they are today? I don't have an answer. Go, Alex. Maybe you don't have an answer. You put him on the spot. Uh, I do think it's a technology because I think I feel like if you put any character uh, of any type up there with the first animation to have volume or I'm sorry, synchronized sound, uh, they would have be a hit. But it's what happens after that that really counts. Right, after being the first of putting the sound with the cartoon, you still have to have a game plan. You still, I mean, that can't, you can't be a one-hit wonder. You still have to follow up with more innovations. Right. And that's what he did, though. Like, Disney did that. He always was ahead of the curve with technology and always tried to push everything to the limits. Um, like he had the quote, if you can dream it, you can do it. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, doing the, the, uh, Mickey Mouse, um, you know, make the merchandise that also pushed the stuff out there so people could buy. Uh, I mean, that's probably something everyone, like if you have something that's good, make merchandise and then it will get your name out there. Speaking of Joe, do we have any merchandise? Actually, yes. On Diz, if you go to dizhis.com, we have a whole line of merchandise out there that just we just put up on the website here last week. Um, you can get phone cases, you can get pillows. You know, so you can take a nap, and when you wake up, you can see, oh, look, 
you can see uh you know joe adam or alex on on your pillow uh, uh for me if that was me i'll probably get freaked out a little bit you know i wake up and i see adam i'll probably <laughs> want to go ahead and like throw the pillow against the wall or something go check it out at dizhis.com under merchandise i feel really bad for plugging it like that <laughs> <laughs> that's a good see what segue Mm-hmm. It was. But, but, sh- but sure, you know something? Not only that, we have our merchandise, but it's this this show that we're doing right now is something that, you know, we love Disney. It's something that we're passionate about, and it shows that Walt was passionate about passionate about what he was doing, you know? And you can kind of, you can tell that he was passionate about what he was doing by his actions, right? Like, he loved animation. He loved creating. He loved making people happy. And uh, he put this out. He uh, made made the you know synchronized audio with the film, and it was like, "Oh, this we're hot right now. Let's just keep on going." And he started pushing out content, and pushing out content, making mm-hmm. merchandise, making merchandise, and it paid off for him. Because- yeah. By the 1930s, Mickey was easily recognized by the public. King Features Syndicate approached Walt Disney and offered to license Mickey and his supporting characters for use in a comic strip. Disney accepted, and Mickey Mouse made its first appearance on January 13th, 1930. The comic plot was credited to Walt himself, R2U Blorks, and inking to Wynn Smith. The Cactus Kid released on April 11, 1930, and was the last Mickey short Ooblurks animated. He left to start his own studio. Upon leaving, he received a buyout of his 20% stake of the company, which was worth $3,000 at the time. Mickey lost his head animator and the man responsible for his original design. Disney found a number of animators to replace Lurks. Wynn Smith would take over the art of the comic strip, later also taking over the scripting. Smith quit abruptly by May, not wanting to do everything on his own, and was replaced by Floyd Gottfordson. Floyd agreed to do it temporary, but would hold the position until 1975. Mickey's popularity would rise as they would release around 10 to 12 shorts a year. By 1932, the Mickey Mouse Club had 1 million members. Also in 1932, at the 5th Academy Awards, Mickey received an Academy Award nomination for 1931's short Mickey's Orphans. Walt Disney also received an honorary award for the creation of Mickey Mouse. By 1934, Mickey merchandise had earned up to $600,000 a year. In 1935, a young animator named Fred Moore gave Mickey a makeover. Mickey was always drawn as a series of circles, which limited his movement. Moore gave him a short, stocky, pear-shaped body, full pupils, no eyebrows, and a short nose, making him look cuter. Mickey appeared for the first time in color in 1935 in the short The Band Concert, which premiered on February 23, 1935. Mickey didn't wear his iconic clothes for his color debut but instead a red band leader costume. This also marks the first appearance of Donald Duck. During the mid-1930s, Disney animators were finding it increasingly difficult to write material for Mickey since he was developed as a role model for the children, which limited the type of gags they could write. This led to Mickey taking more of a secondary role as other characters like Goofy and the quick-tempered Donald Duck rose to fame. $600,000 in 1934. Any guess what that would be valued at today? Um... A buttload. I'm going to say uh, $3 trillion. Wow, those are really <laughs> good, serious guesses. Uh, $11.1 uh, million. What was it? $11.1 wow. million. That oh, is a head. lot in merchandise when, you know, it was like a new startup, basically. Yeah. Well, I do. I can listen. I have, I have no idea how Disney was like, okay, guys, let's build the park. And they were like, we'll, we'll do it for $500,000. And then it took like $2 million. Where was he getting this money from? Like, it was like, where? Investors. 
Yeah, well, his, well, his brother had to keep getting other people to invest. He like, might, oh, I know we're over budget, but you know, give us more money. He was like a he was like a miracle worker, Roy. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah. No, but yeah, with with the I mean, even though Walt had the vision, uh, Roy is the one who made it happen. If it wasn't for him doing the money, but I mean, with the three thousand dollars, I mean, that's like with any contract work is you were contracted to do the one thing. You don't get the royalties. You do what you were supposed to do. What do you guys think about Mickey taking a secondary role when Goofy and Donald came along? Well, it made for that time frame brought them out to the limelight and uh, people could see them. I mean, it is a weird step to put your main star off to the side, but give those time to shine. Yeah. Not only that though, like we were talking about kind of early in our podcast is that, you know, Mickey, he's a fan favorite overall, but he's not everyone's favorite. I mean, people out there like Donald, people out there like Goofy, and I think it kind of matches people's personalities. Like Donald, he's kind of grumpy. I'm sure the people out there who are like, people like are grumpy, they can kind of relate with Donald, and Donald's their favorite character. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. What's so funny, Alex? I have a Donald Duck Christmas shirt that I love the way at Disney. Yeah, I think I'm grumpier than you overall, though. And not not Christmas time. <laughs> and then, other than Fantasia and uh, the Christmas Carol Mickey movie, um, you know that was how long ago? Mm-hmm. That was eighties, late eighties. Since then, the only person who's had their own movie was Goofy. Yeah. To go yeah. to the movie theaters. That's true. More up to date one. Yeah. And, I mean, do you think they'll release a DuckTales movie with how well DuckTales is being done? And Donald Duck is a part of DuckTales now, so that means he'll be in a movie coming up soon, probably. But he's mm-hmm. not, like, the main star. I would say Scrooge and the boys. They're the I main know. stars. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, DuckTales. That would be a really good one. We talked about that. Are they, they doing a live action? Oh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> we talked about it, but no. Okay, that would be yeah, awesome. We talked about it. We yeah, remember, because we talked about uh, Howard We invented Duck. it. We did invent it. Two weeks from now, Disney's going to go ahead and post. <laughs> DuckTales live action <laughs> coming to a theater near you. So this guy, Floyd Gottfredson, who took over the uh, comic strip, I think it's kind of hilarious that he took over temporarily in, what was it, uh, 19, what was it, 1930, and he ended up working there on the comics until 1975. It's a 45-year uh, temporary job. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. Mickey Mouse was inspired by the pet mouse Disney had as a child. Every U.S. president has posed with Mickey Mouse, except for Lyndon Johnson. Speaking of presidents, Mickey Mouse is the most popular write-in candidate at the voting booth. Walt Disney said that Minnie and Mickey Mouse are indeed married, although they keep it in private and they do not share a home. Mickey Rooney claims that he was the inspiration for Mickey Mouse's name. The first two Mickey movies costed $2,500 to make. The music for Steamboat Willie was provided by a 17-piece orchestra, including a harmonica player and three sound effects men. There are 25 variations of the Mickey look through the years. Mickey's dog Pluto first appeared in Mickey's Pet in the Moose Hunt, 1931, after previously appearing as Minnie's dog Rover in The Picnic, 1930. We here at Diz His love Mickey and cannot wait to bring you part two of the history next week. Hey, Joey, what you drinking? 
What's up, his? I uh, first off, thank you for letting me hang out with you on this. Is what episode? Episode fifty. That's what I thought you said. So five zero. I wanted to do something special. I wanted to, you know, I mean, it's it's Mickey. It's fifty. It's a big freaking deal. So I had to do something cool. So um, I popped over to the Bellevue. Um, it's the bar that. I don't want to say it's open seasonally. It's open when Disney's busy. It's inside of the uh, Boardwalk Resort. Do you know where it is? If you walk in, if you you valley the car, you walk inside. There's the bathrooms that everybody uses before they just walk in the back door of Epcot anyway. Uh, mm. I do know yes. what you're talking about. Yeah, I use that bathroom all the time. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're going to ESPN for reservations before you uh, pop no, in, why Epcot would you go it? there for reservations when you can say? No, you just say that you're going to the pizza shop. Oh, see, I usually make a game out of it, and I intentionally try to find the most obscure thing on ESPN just to see if the guy calls me out at the gate. Like, I roll up, and I'm like, hey, I was like, uh, we're here to see Germany versus Croatia in the Cornhole Championship. He's like, that's not a thing. I'm like, look it up. And he's like, I can't look at my phone. I'm working. And I'm like, then your move, funny man. Your move. And they got you in. So I go in there, <laughs> but um, the Bellevue Lounge is one of my favorite. Um, I just figured in honor of Mickey, the 50th anniversary or the, the 50th episode of the Diz His podcast, I figured I'd grab an old fashioned. It's awesome. It's a great way to, it's a great place to get classic drinks and it's kind of what they, what they advertise there. It's very, very old school. Like, like it's old time bartenders. They're all dressed like it's the 1930s Jersey Shore. It's really cool. So it just seemed like the right thing to do. They even have the... View machine, right? Yes, Over sir. There, like the old school view machines? Yeah. And you, you walk across that. It's um, Normally, if you would valet your car there, you would go to the right and you'd go down the steps. And the, the steps are huge. They're like the 40-foot wide steps you walk down and it spits you out into the courtyard of the boardwalk and everything. Directly above that is where those restrooms are and there's like a bridge walkway and that's where they have the view machines yep. all lined up. They're pretty fun when they work. Yeah, that, uh, that is a great place. We we like to park there anytime we go to Epcot just because it's the back way. A lot of times we will uh, then walk over to Hollywood Studios from there. And on our way, we'll stop at the bakery. We'll pick up a two liter of soda, ask for four cups, get a couple cookies and sit down and have a little snack. That's awesome. Get to hang out yeah, with your so, kids. <laughs> yeah, you get to hang out with your kids. But not only that, you don't feel as bad because you're actually spending money somewhere. At you know, You're going there. To I pay enough. I don't feel bad for using their parking lot. <laughs> I got but Catholic you're also- <laughs> guilt. I got Catholic no. guilt. If I don't have to refinance my house every Disney trip, I don't feel like I did my part. <laughs> but you're but you're giving Disney a little bit of money for park using their parking over there though. If you're if you're buying some soda and you're buying some cookies, I mean you're going to the bakery there. You're using that area pretty much, and you're paying for it, yeah. right? Yeah. Do, right. Do, do any of you guys have tables in Wonderland? Oh, no. no, I don't have okay. tables in Wonderland. That's, that, that's rad if, um, again, aging myself, back when I used to get tables in Wonderland, it was like $72 a year, and you had to add it to your annual pass. And that's the thing that gives you 20% mm-hmm. off on all food and alcohol at every sit-down and dine restaurant anywhere on Disney property. So well, Even right now, the annual pass gives a pretty good discount. There's a lot of places. But not on alcohol? And the annual no, no, pass no, no, no. is only 10%. The uh, Tables in Wonderland is always 20% with no blackout dates. It includes everything in the meal. It's it's red, but now I think it's 160 bucks a year to tie it to your annual pass. So you got to use it a few times. And the, the gimmick, how they keep you from just being like, hey, guys, take me out to eat and I'll get us a discount. Um, you have to the, – the name on the credit card 
has to match the name on the uh, Tables in Wonderland. So that's kind of how they keep you from just being like, oh, you bring people here for the discount? So it's they're smart about it. I do yeah. that with my Landry Select card. Yep. I hand that, that out to other people. Be like, hey, do you want to skip a line and give me some points? <laughs> you don't even... The funny thing about the Landry Select card is uh, there's a couple people I work with that they don't even carry their card on them anymore because it's an inconvenience to have to remember it. You and just I'm go like, online. No, but I, I couldn't believe this. I go, how do you not... They go, just walk up to the front and tell them your name. I'm like, that doesn't work. They walk up to the front and they're like, hi, Landry Select Club uh, member, you know, Steven. And it's like, oh, last name? And he tells them and they look it up and they're like, okay, we have you on file. I was like, that's amazing. Like, I didn't know that they kept oh, your wow. name in a database. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, if that so ever, what was that last name? <laughs> <laughs> if it ever you. doesn't work, though, you can always just log on to your Landry's account and it shows you the number. Oh, cool. Like in the app? Uh, I don't have that. Just go to uh, LandrySelect.com or whatever it is. And okay. when you do the login, it will be like show virtual card kind of thing. That's awesome. Hey, the tables in Wonderland also, I believe they have like these special, like the special yeah. events just Every three for yeah, just for tables in Wonderland members, which is pretty cool. I think you could, like learn how to cook some dishes. I think they give like you that. first crack during the food and wine festival at the. Um, they do that really baller party at um, Monsignor Paul in France. That's the one that you have to walk up around the bend, and it's the top floor of the Le Chef du France. And like they have a private party up there only for tables in Wonderland. It's still a fortune, but you have to have the tables in Wonderland to go. It's like I think it's like three hundred and fifty bucks a person. Uh, but it's so awesome. It's like a seven course dessert package with champagne and then they give you priority view for the fireworks. And then when the fireworks are over, they escort you out the back way so you don't have to wait in line to get to your car. It's pretty cool. But again, it wow. comes with a price. But anyway, so let's, talk, let's, let's talk about the Bellevue, right? Is that the name of the bar? Yeah, the Bellevue. Yep. That's the one yep. that's inside the, um, the boardwalk. It's, it's almost directly behind Flying Fish. Okay. So, and what a perfect place to go to when we're talking about Mickey and talking about how Mickey all started. Uh, it's classic, uh, classic place for um, for a classic character. It, it feels like it right out of that 1930s because you figure, you know, Walt tries to base a lot of that art off of where he was from. You know, you're talking 1930s Marceline, Missouri, and that was, mm-hmm. you know, he sketched Mickey. And so it's kind of cool that the, the feel of like the 1930s uh, Jersey Shore – over the it, it's it, it's perfect it just it made the most sense to me if i'm gonna have a drink mm-hmm. anywhere this was the place to do it in honor of the 50th uh, episode so and For then sure, and mickey kind of a big deal you may have heard of him hey joey so i'm not sure did your wife tell you that i talked to her oh yeah she was <laughs> she was texting and i'm like are you doing homework this late at night she goes no somebody from diz has texted me and i'm like oh cool it's probably joe and she's like hold on is he a teacher and i'm like yeah it's probably joe and she's like, okay. And then it was funny to watch her try to pronounce your name. That was a, that was an adorable laugh. <laughs> and uh, she got it wrong the first four times, and then I corrected her. And then she was like, yeah, yeah, he's a teacher. And I'm like, I, I know. She's like, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, come to buy me a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And then we, we we were talking about some possible you know future episodes that we can do. And one that really that I really want to do is because everyone always talks about you know why is the Marvel some of the Marvel stuff over at Disneyland and not over here. Ah, and why? Contract. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think we should do like a whole episode just on that because this is clear up the air because I don't think people know. People just think they have well, all these like theories of what it is. We should just do a whole episode on that. I'm, I'd be a huge fan. I'm absolutely down. 
It's um, I think what, what the big thing is about Disney is we, we like to believe that everybody who goes to Disney is a diehard fanboy like us. We like to believe that everybody that goes to the park reads the reads the books and listens to the podcast and watches the YouTube videos and books their vacations exactly 180 days out to get the but they don't man like 95% of the people in that park are just flying by the seat of their pants so when you're like the Mississippi contractor like oh that sounds like a lot of reading and studying and I'm just here to ride the <laughs> rides and I don't want to have to learn that sounds like education you know so it's it, it is a good laugh when when there's this yeah. whole behind the scenes thing and people are like that's not a thing and it's like it's a huge thing but they don't care they're like dude just get me on space mountain i don't want to talk about contracts and negotiations and that's not my jam i just want to ride rides and drink and so i I get it i think it'd be a brilliant episode i'm absolutely down so joey can you go ahead and tell us how we can find you absolutely thank you um at the joey mazant j-o-e-y-m-a-double-z-a-n-t two z's like pizza on any and all social media platforms the book the insta um the tube, the the little yellow one with the ghost icon. Uh, Snapchat. I'm on That's the one. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, took an old man talking. Hey, and you're still doing those videos. I am. I. It's funny. I was counting them down. I'm up to like 53 songs. I'm running out. So if anybody out there in the Diz His atmosphere would please send me a message. Um, hit me up on Instagram again at the Joey Mazant. If you want to hear a song, I'm just I'm. I did the 50s, I did the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. I'm on new music. I did a Disney set for a little while. Uh, somebody hit me up today and asked me about doing musical songs. Anything goes. I'm just, Ooh. anything goes. If you can think of a cool song you want to hear me absolutely do a half-assed rendition of on a piano, I'd be more than happy to make you sorry that you even messaged me. So please, bring all, uh, <laughs> bring it on. I appreciate Dude, that. I think it's. I think it's great, man. Thank I you so much. Can you do any Adele? <laughs> I guess I, I can try. She's got a poor can, can range. Those notes? I can try my hardest. I'll probably have to do the thing where yep. I bring it down seven seven steps, but I'll, I'll do it. I'm down. And uh, the for the first time since Corona video is almost at a thousand, so a uh, thousand views. Wow. So thank you for that, you guys. Uh, again, thanks for having me on, and I look forward to partying with you. Uh, if you got room for me next week, I will definitely find an alcoholic beverage to imbibe. Sounds good, All Joey. Right. Take oh, it thank easy, you guys. Bye. See ya. See ya. Memories. 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 Memories, memories, memories. Memories, 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 memories. Memories, everybody. Listen to my memories. My memory, because we're going to have to do two parts of Mickey memories, because there's a part one and a part two. Mm -hmm. My first Mickey memory is going to be with uh, meeting the Magic Mickey for the first time. And actually, the Magic Mickey, if you guys don't know, is like a magician Mickey, and his mouth moves. And it was super cool mm-hmm. to see. That was my first time I ever saw anything like that. And um, it was pretty awesome. Adam, you have any memories? Uh, going through some photos, I saw pictures with me with Mickey. Uh, I've yet to see, and I probably will never, the talking Mickey. No, I'm He's not there anymore. I know, exactly. That's why I said I will probably never see talking Mickey. He'll be back. Um. Yeah, the probably the most rem, you know whenever they use I would watch the stage show in front of the castle. Yeah, I remember uh, that's the most I've seen. Mickey is probably there out of all the spots. I don't really do the uh, photo spots that often. Mm-hmm. The kids were never into that much. Um, so 
yeah, that's really the main time I see Mickey is when he's on stage in front of the Cinderella's castle. Cool, man. I also really like... Oh, so, real quick. What? No, yeah. Mickey. Not actual Mickey, but I do remember when I was like in elementary school, yeah. I had a Mickey gumball machine that I loved, <sighs> and you put the coin in, and Mickey like had his hand on the globe of the, you know, where the balls are. You mentioned that in. before, haven't you? No, not that, no. No? That's no. pretty awesome, though. I, you know, I saw the magic Mickey and also, uh, I got to see Mickey. So going back to when we went to a wedding at Disney world, Mickey came out and he had his like tux outfit on. It was super cool too. That's a rare Mickey right there. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, what's your memories on the big old mouse? Um, hopefully I have another one for next week, but one memory I have is Christine and I were at Disney and I think it was during our honeymoon and we're trying to hit. I try to ride everything we can and we had scheduled um, Thunder Mountain like the first thing when we got to the park but we got to the park and we're like hey we have some time to go see Mickey the line's short let's go see the talking Mickey so we went to go see Magician Mickey and we're in line and, and we're like cutting close we're like oh our our thing is like now we have to be there in the next like 20 minutes or whatever so we're like couple in line and we're next and it's going smoothly then we go up and then Mickey decides to show us a magic trick. And we're like, are you kidding me? Like, it's awesome that he's trying to do a card trick right now. But we kind of have to go, Mickey. Like, my goodness gracious. So our meeting with Mickey took a lot longer than we thought. And then we had a rush <laughs> to Thunder Mountain right afterwards. So he's like, oh, I don't have a Mickey memory. And then he comes up with this like Mickey memory. And like a pretty good one, too. All right, you just said that yeah. you don't know if you're going to have another one for next episode. Are we supposed to have two Mickey memories? Yeah, man. We, oh, we, you didn't yeah. tell me that. Every week. We can edit that gumball one out and put it yeah. in the next one. <sighs> I'll, yeah. I'll figure another one out. Hey, Sari, text Steve. <laughs> What's your Mickey memory? <laughs> <laughs> he always has good ones. Okay. That's a good end. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, no one will know it says. <laughs> <laughs> So, Adam, what did you do in the world of Disney slash news this week? These weeks are running all together, so I don't yeah. Did I mention playing Villainous last yes. episode? Okay. Wait. Did I? No. Did I, Not last episode, no. All right. So, I played Villainous. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, were you a villain? What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Were you a villain? No. Uh, was I a villain? I think, I think I was. Yeah, I think I was a okay. villain in Villainous. Um, I was Hades. Ooh. Uh, we also watched Princess Bride. Ooh, oh, yeah, hold on one second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you win? No, I didn't. Melissa cheats, so no. Well, who was she? <laughs> she was the uh, the evil queen. Oh, oh that's too easy. That's an easy guy. That's the easy character to play. Yeah, yeah. she won twice, and then Cheyenne won once with who did she have? Scar. I think she had Scar. Scar's 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 hard to play. Scar's hard. No, Connor was Scar. Now, oh, uh, she had, um, I can't pronounce his name. The Princess and the Frog. Philippe? Oh. Maleficent. Princess. Dr. Facilier. Dr. Facilier. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Facilier. My favorite character. Merging those movies together, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just the weeks of merging together. <laughs> That's uh, who she was. So she won once, and Melissa won two or three times. Maybe. And you just you just lose. Yeah, 
I did. Because I had the chariot and I was, then they caught on that the chariot was helping me too much. So they got rid of my chariot and then they kept going after me. I was like, whatever. Oh, they team up on you? Nice. Yeah, they did. Uh, is, yeah, so then Princess Bride. Oh, on... Princess Bride. Love that movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> Does it hold up? I haven't seen it since yeah. I was a little kid. It's like, yeah, it holds up. It just seems slow paced. No. No, you don't think so? No, mm-hmm. I watched that like a couple months ago. Did you? Um, well, yeah, we saw that. Uh, that was what we did in the world of Disney. Okay. How about you, Alex? Oh, I painted what? a baby group. Oh, yeah, because we're giving yeah, away... Yeah. Uh, actually, when this episode airs, we gave away a cool baby Groot to our one of our Patreon members. Mm-hmm. So we 3D printed a baby Groot, and Adam touched it up real nice and made it look super awesome. Uh, maybe we can post some pictures on our Instagram. And uh, yeah, he, we're... I did not help at all. No. And that's exactly why <laughs> I can't edit all of our mess-ups you know, as we're doing this, because if I start it, just like I told you, baby Groot would not be done in time for Friday. And then mm-hmm. I finished it that night. So if I start on one little gap, I'm going to keep going till they're all done. And I'll be aggravated. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want that. So how about you, Alex? What did you do in the world of Disney? Um, not too much, honestly. Uh, we been watching some Lego star Wars with my daughter. She loves Lego star Wars. And, uh, we watched episode nine on fr- on this past Friday. Cool. Have you thought oh. of playing the Lego Star Wars games and letting her watch and help you like point out things? Yeah, we have that on my Xbox, but we have yet to start it up with her in the room. No, oh. it's a good idea. We might do that. Yeah, all the Lego video games I think are really well done. Yeah, I enjoyed the uh, Avengers uh, Lego series. Yeah, the Lego series is pretty good. Pretty good for sure. It's a, a good family game to play if you have kids, or just a good game that you can play with your wife if she's into gaming also, vice versa. So yeah, episode nine. Yeah, what'd you think, man? It was good, right? Yeah, it was good. Um, it was it was good. It was interesting. It was, I don't know, the original trilogy is definitely the best three, and I don't know if I would place this last three over the the prequels. I'm not, I'm not sure on that. I like the, the, the newest three, uh, seven, eight, nine. I like them. Just I like them all the same, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're all good but movies. It was uh, it was interesting. It was Palpat, like you said last time. You were like telling me Palpatine's in. It. I was like, what? But he's they talk. They say his name in the opening script. Yeah, so in the scroll. Yeah, it's not that scroll, so it's not really that big of a of a uh, spoil. Spoiler. But right, it was interesting. All that kind of stuff. They kind of like took it out of nowhere. It's like it was kind of out of left field, but mm-hmm. um. I couldn't, I was, we were, my wife and I were trying, we were watching, we we're trying to figure out which scenes were CGI princess, which ones were not mm-hmm. CGI princess. It's hard to tell. And uh, it is hard to tell. No, it's not that it was CGI. They mm-hmm. took actual footage of the oh, that's right. other films that were, yeah, that was not used. Yeah. And um, I believe they had to rewrite some of the scripts to go along with the footage they oh, had. Right. Yes. Yep. Yep. But, I, it's good. I mean, it's a good movie, and uh, I definitely think I won't appreciate them until I watch them a bunch more times, probably. And you know, one good thing about Star Wars is they do a lot of practical effects, so it's not the special effects. Because over right. time, if you were to go back in ten years from now, you're going to notice the special effects, where practical yeah. effects you don't, and that'll really help out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want a good, you know, 
uh, age on it, go see Scorpion King. Oh gosh! Oh my God! Yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> You'll see how far we've come. <laughs> Poor Rock. <laughs> Poor uh, Maui. Joe, what did you uh, do in Disney? E- yeah, so I did a couple of things um, this past weekend. You know, we've been on Sorcerer's Radio, and uh, we've been doing some Disney trivia with our Patreons. Like once a week, we were doing, you know, a couple of weeks in a row, we did some Disney trivia. And so I did the the trivia that we were doing with our Patreons. I did it with the Sorcerer Radio Radio like followers. You know, they're fans, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a it was awesome. It was a hit. So now from now on. We are going to do trivia every Saturday. So even after this episode comes out, like what Tuesday, May what seventeenth or something like that. When when is when does this episode come out? This episode is going to coming out no, the nineteenth. Yep, on the nineteenth. So that means on Saturday, uh, May twenty third, we are going to be doing some Disney trivia. I'll be posting the trivia, uh, how to log on to the information on or how to log on to the trivia that we're doing. I'm gonna post it on our social media so on facebook twitter instagram so if you guys want to go ahead and join in on the disney trivia everyone plays uh, what you need to do is you get you have to have zoom right and then you have to have a dev- another device because that's your pretty much your console your game controller is the other device and then the questions come up on the screen and uh you answer your questions on your phone and then there's a whole ranking system and it's it's a lot of fun uh and all the directions i'll be posting it on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's a great time. We've also been giving out some prizes. This past weekend, we are giving out, we gave out some stickers for Magic Bands. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. If you like Disney trivia, check it out. Also, I watched Prop Culture, Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. It was super cool. Did you guys see that one? Yep. I just realized I meant to add that onto mine. I haven't a chance to watch it yet. It's really awesome. It's a lot of fun to watch. We watched that, and we also watched the one on Honey, hey, wait, I Shrunk the Kids. Go, okay, go, go ahead. Go back to that. Um, the lady who plucked the bristle off of the broom. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> crappy, right? Well, dude, <laughs> what man, if, she's like a legend, though. Right, but what if that guy got in some major trouble? So, Alex, this guy brings out a prop. You know, So, it was a lady the who- The chimney sweep, right? The chimney sweep. Who it was one of the women who helped Dick Van Dyke uh, do the dance moves for the chimney sweep dancing. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, did you save your chimney sweep? And she's like, no, I wouldn't, you know, I didn't think it was going to be valuable or memorable, you know, later on. So I didn't save mine. So he brings Uh one out with white gloves and she goes and plucks a bristle off. And she's basically like saying, well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. (laughs) It's just one bristle. Yeah. yeah, What if he would have gotten some major trouble? He wouldn't even let her hold it. Yeah. He wouldn't let her hold it. Yeah. He had like white gloves on. on. Yeah, I probably camera turned off. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> he took it back and I like, punched him in the face. Yeah. Uh, also, watched the one with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Did you watch that one? No, um, I just saw the first one. Oh, uh, I actually saw part of that. Actually, you yeah, do you know, said it. Oh, go on. I'll tell it at the end of that. I, I was gonna say that he, the guy who does like the whole show, he's like the person who goes out and interviews everyone. He interviewed Rick Moranis, which is like one of his first interviews since. He went, he, you know, kind of took a break from acting. And this has been uh, one of his right. first like, so, interviews. So, you know what? I've heard that saying, oh, Rick Moranis took a break from acting. But yes. he's coming back. He is. Yeah. And do you is. know what he's going to be in? Is it Ghostbusters? No. I thought it was Shrunken Kids. Shrunk. 
An amateur oh. scientist and father accidentally shrinks his family with his latest invention. Really? Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, Rick awesome. Moranis and Josh Gad. Oh, that's, that's going to be awesome. I know it was Josh Gad. That's yeah. epic Wait, right they're there. Father and son? Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's they, look too, they, look, uh, they look like they're they could be. related at all. It's in pre-production. Eh. That's awesome. That's going to be one that I want to go see in the movie theaters for sure. And we're, when we're talking about movies, do you see what's coming out on July 3rd on Disney Plus? What's coming out? Yes. You don't know, Adam? I really don't. No, I don't. Hamilton? Oh, that. Yeah. I, I don't know the date. Yeah. Hamilton's coming out. Yeah. Oh, dude. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be so. That's going to be great. I cannot wait. Two more movie news. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really remember. I think I've seen. No, you know, I don't think I've seen this movie. The live action remake of Disney's Atlantis is in oh, pre-production. For real? Cool. Yep. Wow. And then uh, the Russos are doing a uh, live action remake of a movie. What do you think about this quote? I think it is. I think you always have to bring something new to the table because from our perspective as storytellers, it is not compelling us for us to do a literal translation. Like, is that crapping on everyone else who've done translations like Beauty and the Beast and uh, Aladdin? Yeah, they did Avengers. But by him saying that they're, for this movie that I haven't said yet, for them, for him to say it's going to be a new storyline, we're not going to just take what was already out and then just do the live version treatment. Um, yeah. Lion King did it. I mean, I mean, that's crapping on, um, oh crap, a chef. What's his name? Favreau. That's, you know. John Favreau. Oh, yeah. That's kind of crapping on him. Well, they are going to be making a uh, Hercules movie. Live Ooh, really? Yep. No, I think I might have heard Hercules. something about that. I don't know if it's both brothers or one, but yep. I, did you guys watch the sing-along? Part two of the sing-along? No, I did not. Yes. Oh, it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Did yeah, they was, all sing was, this time, or was there still some lip syncing? A lot of lip syncing. There was some lip syncing. But oh. still, it's fun. I mean, I was singing along. You got to sing along. When you watch a sing-along, you got to sing along. If you're not singing along, you might as well shut it off. Does Please. Nick put his fingers in his ears? Yes. Daddy, stop. For sure. My ears, they bleed. <laughs> so that's the His on Mickey Mouse Part 1. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. Thanks for listening, and have a magical week. Go to DizHiz.com where you can find links to all of our episodes, our social media accounts, and to our Patreon page where you can help us out and hear more from each of the shows. We also do monthly giveaways for our Patreon subscribers. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. It's Jeep 4x4 season. Make your next adventure epic and hurry in now for great deals. And now, well-qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $389 a month for 24 months with $5,399 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution, a lease request, or capital. Extra charge for miles over $20,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 531-23. Jeep is a registered trademark.